Hey, Scott, can you just say the thing that we say at the start of every episode? You know the kind of guy who never watches any movies but still applies for a screen production degree? Well, that was me. Every time someone brought up Pulp Fiction, I'd always just be left by myself in the corner. Ignorance. That's when I realized that I had to change. So I made a list of all the films I hadn't seen, and one by one I'm going to make up for all my mistakes. I'm just trying to be a better person. My name is, uh, uh, Ignorance is This, and there are spoilers in this show. Welcome back once again to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast about the best way of viewing cinema, with little to no knowledge about the film beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is black hole enthusiast Oliver Deer. Hello, I sure love black holes. You're buddy all about them, aren't you? Space in general. I could tell you a lot of things about black holes. Not on this podcast, please. Because I guess I think we'll go into a... uh, Can I tell you one thing? We'll fall into a (laughs) black hole of information if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Now, give us a fact. Um, My favourite fact about black holes is that when you fall in, (laughs) the astronaut, if you're looking and you see him fall in, he will stop in time at a point at the event horizon, (laughs) which is a point in the black hole. And when he stops there... He turns red and then just disappears. <laughs> why? Why red? I don't know. Why does he? Why does time stop? It's a great mystery of the universe. The no, universe it's, is. It's, I think it's definitely explained, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there are people smarter than I that can figure it out. Maybe you think you're. It's and you're seeing the blood inside. I don't, no. Oh, okay. okay. No, that's, that's probably gross. Not, that's probably really <laughs> inaccurate. Um. Yeah. Had a little thought this week. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Have you? Okay. Here, I got a little task for you. Yep. I want you to tear apart <laughs> a film no. that you didn't like but is acclaimed. What's the movie that I hate? Uh, this is somewhat acclaimed. Okay. The Zack Snyder directed Man of Steel. Uh, okay. You sound so re- disappointed. It's not really acclaimed. I mean, it's but- <laughs> the, it's the, it was the most acclaimed DC film until Wonder Woman. Yeah, but there's only been like three. Well, I, I, I'm not sure. What's a... You just like all all films, <laughs> yeah. agree with all critics. Well, you were telling me beforehand that I need to like, I was like I've got a thought lined up and you're going to have to think quick. <laughs> and I'll, I was ready to just like shout an answer, but you have put me on the back foot here. You know that when I ask you these questions is because I have my own example that I want to share. Yeah. Well, so maybe please. I'll give you, I'll give you mine. Yeah. And you know, I don't like the film 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yep, no, yep, I'm I'm aware of that, which is ironic since we were just talking about space, weren't we? Uh, it's, it features a black hole. Well, let me, why let me don't give, you love it? Uh, I guess it had a lot of build-up, people saying, you know, this is, this is like such a good movie. And here's the thing, I also like Interstellar more, which is apparently blasphemous if you like 2001 A Space Odyssey, because apparently Interstellar is just the same thing, rehashed. But I didn't like 2001 A Space Odyssey because... Why would that be blasphemous then? Wouldn't it be well, make sense I think, to just enjoy both of them? Yeah, yeah. Well, the gist is people, when they saw Interstellar, they were like, oh, it's inaccurate and it's got like lame moments. Like the whole um, love can travel across space sort of bit when they're talking about that. The, the reason I don't want, like 2001 A Space Odyssey is because they just have just really long duration shots of boring things happening. Yeah, so there's sure. like a 30 second shot of a spaceship docking, just like... That's all that's happening. The spaceship is going down a dock. But the the view, Ollie, it's all about how beautiful I suppose at the time, because that was like amazing to see that. Yeah, sure. I I guess. I get that. Um, And then to make matters worse, they've all got uh, like grav shoes as an excuse for there to be, for them not to, for them not to be uh, floating around. Okay. Because they've got grav shoes, they walk really slow. So every time they walk somewhere, it usually shows their whole trajectory yeah. of them going places, and it's like they're really slow. And I'm thinking, <laughs> in the slow film, you're making them even more slow. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it has, it has its amazing moments, which is what it's loved for. But yeah, for me, didn't like, didn't hugely sure. appreciate it. Sure, it's still good. It's still a good film. I just, I don't think it lived up to my hype expectations. I, I guess I yeah. could say. Well, when you said just now that there is a film that, like, one of the biggest parts of it was just how beautiful it looked, especially for the time. Yeah. It made me think of a movie that is critically acclaimed that I hate. Yeah. And I know that you hate it as well, so this is something we can bounce off with. Oh, here we go. I know what it is. What What is it? Is it Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Avatar from 
so many years ago now. It, it does feel like yesterday because it, it looks so brand spanking new. Yeah. But, man, I have no intention of ever watching that again. Yeah. He has plans. Cameron has plans for, I think, four more. Mm. And uh, he's filming them all simultaneously or something like yeah, that. It's something crazy. ridiculous. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating to me. And this is the point that I always say to you we're just in our normal conversation where we talk about Avatar, yeah. which has happened many times. Yeah. It's fascinating how it was the most successful box office thing of all time, mm. and yet it has no cultural impact. Yeah, that's the big uh, thing going around. People say it has no cultural impact. Like, it, yeah. no, there's no big fans. You've got your Star Wars that has merchandising yeah. for everything. Everybody's dressing up as a, as a character. No one's dressing up as, I can't even tell you the name, Jake, Jake, <laughs> Jake. Sully. Yeah. Navi. <laughs> That's definitely from The Legend of yeah. Zelda. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's just because... It they're was, blue. They're the same. The actual story was just so generic. It was really At, at the basic. time, I didn't think... So. I, I was like, oh, wow. The humans are the baddies. <laughs> but now... Yeah, that is basic now. Mm. But I don't know if I... If that means that I enjoyed it at the time. I think I was just mesmerized by how great it looked. Yeah. It was like... Was it the first 3D film to have come out that like that looked like i don't know like i understand that there uh, were yeah. 3d films beforehand but th- there was something very new and unique apparently about this. yeah it's because he he didn't use the 3d as a as a gimmick he tried to really inco- incorporate it into the feel yeah okay again like it's not like it's a bad f- movie but you don't really enjoy it yeah, it's, it's no <laughs> I guess good. I guess it's more the fact like you don't like the hype around it, how how well it did now for how nothing it is. That's something that <laughs> is attached to my personality and, yeah. and a couple of other things, isn't it? Ollie? Yeah, it sure is. Who used to be my favorite band, Twenty One Pilots? No. Oh god, that's so bad. <laughs> but because all the yep. people who like it and you hate them so much, I hate them. <laughs> you in turn then hate the thing, which is caused me to now sort of dislike the thing. Ollie, I am. Anthony Fantano and I will <laughs> tell you what to like and what not to like. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's like, good. like a thing. That, that's my advice for the podcast. Yeah. Like a thing if you like it. That's right. With me, when it comes to music, I find something interesting. I present it to you on a plate and say, good, "Is it good?" And you listen to it and you're like, "Hmm, mm. it's okay." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It was my favorite song, but now I think it's okay." <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, I think I do that too. maybe with movies for you. Yeah, you come course. to me saying, "Oh, I I love I love um, what do you? I don't know. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, I love Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, no, you don't. <laughs> but you do, you do, don't you? I like the first one. I thought it was it was the first time I ever. Oh, I sorry. Knew it's what... gone. It's gone from you love all of them to I you never just said loving I like the first all of them. one. Mm. I haven't even seen. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Chipwrecked, and Alvin and the Chipmunked Road Trip. D- road, road Chip. Ch- road Chip. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I just like the first one because I liked uh, Jason Lee. Yeah. My name is Erm. <laughs> My name is Earl. <laughs> you know that kind of guy that does nothing but bad things and then wonders why his life sucks? Here's a p- true piece of information about me. Okay. I can do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it too much that I, I could do that entire... <laughs> And I, and I did it to you the other day. Uh, can can we parody that as the show opener? <laughs> yeah, can sure. you can you do the whole thing and throw in references to the show? Yeah, or something. All right, great, cool. If you listen, if you if you've already probably listened to the opener, <laughs> and it's not that, I just got to say I'm disappointed in our future selves. Yeah, we we would have forgotten. We record <laughs> we record the opener after the fact. Yeah, based on whatever we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Good right. thought, Ollie. Yeah, I'm sorry that it took me a long time to think about Avatar, but that's you're, okay. You're, you started the um, you started the podcast off right. Now I'm angry because I hate <laughs> that movie. <laughs> Ollie, we watched a movie this week, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we actually watch a movie every week. Uh, if, if you don't know, you're into episode 11. You don't know we actually watch movies every week here yeah. on this podcast. It's basis of the show's format. Um, this week we didn't go to the movies again. We I assigned you a film to watch. Yeah. And we both watch it because you don't know anything about it. I have no idea what it is. You, I'm still yeah. not too sure. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I, I hadn't watched it either, so I watched it with you. and But I did know... I hadn't seen trailers or anything, but I knew what it was about, sort of. Yeah. So this week we watched The Boondock Saints. Yep. Uh, 
It's a cult classic from 1999, I believe. Okay. Yep. It stars Norman Reedus, who is now in The Walking Dead. Crossbow Man. As Crossbow Man. What uh, do you think of Walking Dead? Let's go off topic immediately. Uh, yeah. Nah, uh, we've talked about Walking Dead before, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, in the first episode. Well... We said we said because we don't like um, that, that zombies... <laughs> Uh, people don't call zombies zombies. Oh, yeah, that's they always right. find another name to call them. Yeah. Like in Walking Dead, they call them walkers. Walkers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that show's been shit since season three. Yeah. Um, it's 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 fun to watch the decline. I'm, I'm hearing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. continue. Who uh, else does it have? It's got oh Willem Dafoe. Yep. As this my favorite goblin fa- looking man. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so much like a goblin, and I'll, yeah. I'll take this to my grave. The people that made. Uh, the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. you cast him, it's the perfect casting. Yeah. It's almost as perfect as uh, the guy that plays J. Jonah Jameson in those films. Yeah. But yet, when he becomes the Goblin, spoiler alert for 2002's Spider-Man, <laughs> he puts on like a fucking motorcycle helmet over his Goblin-looking face when he's playing the Goblin. He looks like a goblin. Just have him look like a goblin. Just yeah. put a little bit of makeup on. Look, all right. Wasn't the point he was zapped by something and that turned him evil? I don't know. There was in The Amazing Spider-Man, again, going straight off topic before you even talk about so good. the movie. <laughs> in The Amazing Spider-Man series, they also do Green Goblin and they didn't put yeah. uh, they didn't put a, a motorcycle helmet over the goblin. Mm. And I hated that as well. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I want. I want Willem Dafoe without a mask. Yeah. Just being the goblin because he looks like one. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm Poor. a big fan of him, though. Poor I... Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he was he was awesome in this movie. Yes, he our, was. He our was favorite, definitely our favorite. Our favorite part of the Boondock Saints. Yes. It also has Billy Connolly. He's like right at the end. Yeah, he's not. He didn't barely, really have a role. barely a character. No. And the other, it has another um, main guy, but I don't know the actor's name. So there's right. So it's it's basically about. Two guys who decide to take matters into their own hands and they're sick of crime and mob bosses and people doing bad things and they start, they assassinate basically like bad people. Hang on a second. Huh? Are we talking about My Name is Earl? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about My Name is Earl. <laughs> well, that was me. <laughs> for, for all the good things I ever done, something bad was always waiting around the corner. <laughs> anyway, that that was more of a Hank Hill impression than a, than a Jason Lee. We're going to continuously go off topic today <laughs> because I don't know how much we have to say about the Boondock Saints, but the reason I gave it to you yeah. is because it's a divisive film. And I wanted to give you something a little bit divisive, and I thought this would be perfect because I haven't seen it, and I, had, I knew that it was a cult classic, uh, read it, particularly liked. But a lot of people were like, but why Why do people like it? Because it's actually quite bad. <laughs> uh, so it, it has 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has okay. 44% on Metacritic and 7.9% on IMDb. Oh, what? Because Hang on a second. Are you telling me that no matter what the scoring is on other platforms, IMDb is still giving any movie between 6 and 7.9? <laughs> what? That's That's correct. Scott. Wow. Um, also, wow. and IMDb is really user-based, so if you have a cult following, it's going to be higher because yeah. people... Okay, that makes sense. They will jump on IMDb and make it really high. I wanted to give you this because I know you didn't know, you had no idea if it was going to be a good or bad movie. No, no. Did you think it was a good or a bad movie? Um, I thought it was a below-average movie. Could you say why it maybe has a cult following? Yeah. Why would you think? All right, because you've got your your, your Reedus. Okay, this movie was actually popular before Walking Dead, though. You got so there your you go. Goblin. Okay, yeah. And the actual idea for it, I think, is very yeah. fun. Awesome, very idea. interesting. They are Catholic boys who yep. are they are sick of seeing all the disgusting crime that's on their streets. They're notorious for some reason, are just being like twins. And they're nice or something. Yeah, they're like good boys. People like them. Yep, and they decide to just take matters into their own hands and starting, like, cleaning up the scum off the streets. Yeah. Which is a very cool idea. Now, when the movie stuck to its concept, it was a good movie. And not only that, they they did interesting things with it where they wouldn't just show the Mm. murders happening and then people react. Yeah, the fallout starts happening. And then it will cut to Goblin saying, (laughs) walking into his scene and... And, and saying his bits about what he thinks happened here. Yeah, so Willem Dafoe is the is the FBI profiler sort of guy. Tries to figure out what happened. 
But what they would actually do instead is that they would have... This happened at least once or twice. They would have the twins walk into a room mm-hmm. ready to clean out i'm just going to keep saying this but it sounds yeah. gross but like cleaning out the scum yeah, yeah. Of whatever of whatever like organization yeah there. boss mob bosses that they're affiliated with mm-hmm. and then it'll as the second they kind of like open up the door it'll cut to goblin in that same room looking around and saying what he thinks happened and then you're learning what did happen based off goblin's guesses mm-hmm. saying like, oh, this looks like it. this could have happened and then it cuts to them actually doing it. So you don't see them actually doing it until you're figuring it out with the goblin. Yeah. Which I think is very cool. And definitely that is the... Besides goblin himself, mm. that is the best aspect of this yeah. film. The concept that they, they're assassinating all these bad guys and the way it was structured so you would you would hear um, Willem Dafoe's explanation before you saw what really happened. And sometimes it was sort of funny because yeah. he would make the assumption that oh, you know, they came in really strategically to clear out the dudes and they were really good at shooting. And then what actually happened is they fell through a vent accidentally, were tangled up in rope, spinning around and just shot people (laughs) because they accidentally fell out the ceiling and they had no other choice. (laughs) Very very James Bond. Yeah. Very Mission Impossible there. Yeah. But yeah, look, so, so as you said, when it sticks to that concept, it does it very well. Yes. The other good thing about it was Willem Dafoe, he was this campy... He was this crazy FBI profiler and he loved theatrics. Yep. And, you know, he, he'd listen to classical music as he was investigating the crime scene and everyone would just watch him and marvel at what he was doing. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, and he would always punish this one FBI profiler. He would ask this lower uh, FBI guy what he thought and then he would say something stupid and then Willem Dafoe <laughs> would make him go get coffee or croissants for people. Yeah. As punishment. <laughs> the the best joke throughout the whole thing, by far the funniest moment was like, and what do you think happened? And then he just the person that collects the coffee mm. says the exact same thing as what was said five minutes ago. Yeah. And then the goblins basically just goes, Alright, cool, this guy's off to get coffee. Anyone want anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the film got increasingly strange. I think it was really weirdly paced. Yes, it was very it was- it was bad. Very, very absurdly edited. They're always fading out and... Yeah, that's right. Really strange. And even at the very end, they just play clips of of them interviewing, um, of like a news report interviewing random people on the streets and stuff, asking what they think of these two vigilante guys. Yep. Um, which are this, you know, they're called the saints. Um, and people and people just giving reactions. And that bit went for like three minutes of people just... Explaining or let's say giving their opinion yeah. on the on the saints, and then the credits just came up over it, and it was like ended all of a sudden. <laughs> it was it was strange and weirdly paced, but I, I'm a fan of of things happening during the credits. Yeah, even with like the current like Marvel and DC slate, where you expect there to be a mid credit scene and an end credit yeah. scene. I'm I'm watching um Luther at the moment, mm-hmm. and whenever there's like a really good episode coming up, mm. they'll show you know, like, edited by this and cinematography, whatever. And then it will cut to, like, four or five seconds of a clip from the next show. Mm -hmm. And then it will cut back to credits. And it's kind of like a a trailer, but it's, like, broken up. Okay. And it's just, like, it really hypes you up. So, like, when I saw this, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't don't mind this at all. It was weird, though. Mm. And also, I thought the acting in that bit was real bad. (laughs) Some of it was good. Some of it was, yeah, really bad uh, reactions to his guys. There was someone saying, like, yeah, these uh, uh, the Saints vigilantes, they're like cleaning up the streets. And then it's some other lady and she's like, what? You think that they're cleaning up the streets? No, they're bad. You, anyone can just walk in and with a gun and kill anybody now. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's just bad <laughs> a little bit bad there. Yeah. And sometimes just had no idea what they were talking about or what was going on. They're just t- talking about, oh, this happened and this happened and this happened. And I was like, what? Sorry, what happened? What are you talking about? And then yeah. I thought maybe they would go back, they would explain it was non-linear in the fact something would happen and they would ex- be explaining it and then you'd be like, hang on, what happened? And then it would go back. Yeah. Uh, cut back to see what they're talking about. But sometimes that didn't happen and they're just talking about, I have no idea, plot stuff, I guess. But, <laughs> plot stuff, I but guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Again, when it worked, it worked mm. with the, uh, the non-linear. Mm. Like the guy, what was his name? Russo? When it's just the two saints, it was 
they're like the two Irish brothers. They're really cool. And then midway through, this other guy, this really crazy long-haired dude, yeah. he joins them, but he's like not very good. Yeah, he's a bit of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. He's just kind of there for the sake of being there. Yeah. I was so happy when he died. He was... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you where I thought that if it were just to focus on the Saints, mm. it could have been a more tight package. Yeah. You know, it could have been at least easier to understand. We didn't have all this extra stuff with him getting his finger cut off or whatever. But like what what I was going to say before is that when that nonlinear worked is like uh, the saint would receive a phone call and it's from this guy and he's glad that he's still alive, but it turns out he hasn't done the thing yet. And then they just continue on the scene in the house with the saints. Yeah. And then he'll burst through the door and he's like, we got to pack up. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And then I'm like, what have I missed here? Yeah. Am I like, am I drifting off to sleep or something? You yeah. got mad. You threw a sock at me because you thought I was falling asleep. <laughs> but really, I was just confused. <laughs> but um, I, I thought that like, oh, I must have missed something and I'm being an mm. idiot. But then it would cut back to him saying the phone call, but from his perspective and he puts down the phone and then he goes in to the establishment and you see why he's so jittered later mm-hmm. on. That works fine. But then again, whenever there's no action, it's just, dialogue of nothing yeah we're getting mad at each other we don't know why yeah well, at least i didn't understand why no i didn't get it could it be an accent thing did i just miss mm. something because i don't <laughs> i'm not used to the irish accent <laughs> i have no idea furthermore the ending made absolutely no sense no logical sense from what i can gather not only did it not make logical sense it didn't make the way it was edited didn't make sense okay first of all they go to, like, the super mob boss's house, right? And uh, Willem Dafoe has dressed up as a woman. Oh, now I think maybe, oh, Willem is going to come in. And he, he's now somehow, he's decided to side with the Saints. Even though he's the profiler trying to catch them, he has decided to side with them and team up to kill the mob bosses. Yep. And he dresses up as a woman and he starts killing some of the henchmen. His arc then goes nowhere. Yeah, that's right. He, he, didn't, he then didn't have any resolution in that house scene. He just yeah. killed a couple of people and then wasn't seen again. He he didn't he infiltrated it then did nothing. Yeah, you're right. Um, because what happened is they they are locked in the basement attached to chairs and they they're about to escape and they do es- they they get out of their chairs where they're tied up to. Then oh the super thug played by uh, Billy Connolly comes in to assassinate them and they're doing their um their family uh, prayer they say before they kill people and then he hears it puts down his gun and finishes the the prayer. Yeah. Which so you either lead to assume he's somehow there, f- he's related to them. Yes, because it's a family prayer, very yep. sacred to just the family. My yep. grandfather passed down to his yep. son. Right, and then so he puts down the gun, and then they're all friends because they're <laughs> yeah. family. Yeah, he's built up to be this really huge villain who's unstoppable and doesn't speak, but then he speaks when he says the prayer, and you realize he's Irish too. And then suddenly they're now like a, a threesome of saints going around killing people. And, okay, here's where it makes no sense. (laughs) Willem Dafoe, assisted by other policemen... Did you see this? Did you see other policemen helping them? (laughs) I don't know why, but they they helped the saints get infiltrate a courthouse and kill a mob boss just as he was about to um, Mm -hmm. not be prosecuted and get off... get not guilty... Mm-hmm. And they they go into the courtroom and make everyone watch as they assassinate him. And they're helped by policemen. And then they come out. And then the police are now now the police are against them because they're, they're putting like, out what the hell is going on. Yeah, they're now now they're like wanted. And I was like, the police just helped you go into a courthouse and assassinate someone, and now they're wanted. <laughs> and also, just here like really minor, but still doesn't make any sense. When people come screaming out the courthouse, police aren't waiting to run in and. Uh, stop them. No one's running to stop them. No, there's there's news media outside. Yeah. Why is there why is the news media outside? They're ready for there it. There should be policemen. There should be policemen ready to apprehend these terrorists who have just gone in and killed someone in a tri- in a in a courthouse. Also, did you pick up the one of the people that ran out of the courthouse into the like the paparazzi? Mm. They like surround her and she's like, "Yes, yes, I was there." It's like, "Yeah, it literally just happened and you came out of the building." Yeah. <laughs> of course you were there. I've no idea. <laughs> it, it would yeah, there was so much mislogic. Um I'm not sure the director of this movie, I think there's a, a movie about him and making this film. So oh, maybe okay. there's wow. like this whole story behind how it was made, what went wrong. Things getting cut, <laughs> yeah. ideas left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot was cut and sure. a lot was missing. But that said, we watched a director's cut and I forgot about that. And maybe that changed the way we saw some things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. 
who knows? Um, I'm going to assume that there's not that much change, and this is mm. a flawed film. Yeah. This is, uh, was something I just didn't really get completely. There was the moment where the goblin is in a confession in a church, and he's asking, like, should I, like, side with these guys? Mm. Should I not side? Was he on their side at the end of it or not? Because he's just watching the assassination ha- happen mm. outside the door. Mm. And he's like, he's kind of like blown away by the fact that they actually did assassinate that guy. Mm. Is he, is he like a good guy? I have no idea who Willem Dafoe is aligned with at the end. Yeah, he's seemingly convinced to help them because the mob bosses need to get out of the city. Yeah, and also because like a church man. What do you call the churchman? <laughs> pa- pastor. 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 Pa- <laughs> the saints had a gun to the pastor's head, making him convince. Willem Dafoe to side with them. Yeah, I so, think. Yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of things in this movie didn't make a lot of sense, but there was a lot to be of fun to be had in it. Ollie, why do you why do you hate this when it's all like a circular narrative kind of thing mm-hmm. and there are nonlinear aspects, but you love Quentin Tarantino so much? <laughs> I don't know because he uh, directs his films well, and it makes oh, the plot, and the plot makes sense. Sure, <laughs> and the dialogue's fun to listen to. One of the uh, one of the notes that I wrote for this was that, um, it, and even still, I, I'm not quite sure what this genre is. Mm. Um, this is especially prevalent in the first ten minutes of the film because you kind of the first thing is twins in a church. So the pastor is kind of like saying as if. Something was like about to like happen, or like you were. I'm mean, I'm expecting yep. an explosion or whatever. As they walk out, mm. they look kind of like flawed. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna be kind of like a like a crime, something, something, which is did become kind of what it was. Mm. Um. But then the next scene was them like all giggling at a bar and having fun and swearing at each other, and then I think it's a comedy. Uh, Russian mob bosses come in. And start like brawling with them, and I think, oh, it's gone back to being serious again. So, what what would you say that this actual genre is? Uh, what what is this film? Is it a comedy? It's a crime drama. Is it a comedy? It's a dark, I think it's a dark comedy crime drama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like Pulp Fiction. What? That's a crime drama. It's a comedy. I don't know if it's a comedy. Like, I don't know. What yeah, you, about. you don't know. You haven't seen it, but yeah, it's it's funny. You know, and it's about crime. and It's got serious message or i guess it has serious messages but yeah um what i was hoping for is that because i knew i knew this film to be a cult classic but reviewed poorly and i wanted to see what you thought of something that was reviewed poorly without knowing about it so i was hoping that maybe i would go in thinking it was average knowing the the reviews for it and i was hoping you would go in liking it because maybe maybe it was like a it was just so yeah sure maybe it was so um dumb that it was fun Maybe that's what it was, and it, like I guess that is what it was. But it was also that's like a weird um, film. That other movie that you made me watch with Tarantino in it. Yeah, it's dumb. It's too. It's so dumb that it's fun. Yeah. Um. And I and I kind of got vibes. Like, was this like made in like similar time as well? Those two films. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn was nineteen ninety six, and this was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I, I was getting Dusk Till Dawn kind of vibes throughout mm-hmm. this. Um. Also a bit of. Maybe just because of the accents and the ridiculous nature of it, but also I was getting um, uh, snatched. Yeah, definitely. A bit of snatch in there definitely. as well. Definitely. Uh, the only other note that I wrote for this, yeah, um, is that one of the one of my favorite characters was in there for two seconds and then was uh, out. Our favorite character, yeah. I had a couple of character favorite characters that didn't quite make it through. <laughs> uh, the first of which was the cat. <laughs> Watch the film and understand why the cat's not there anymore. I, I won't explain that, but. The other person that just kind of disappeared and I thought we would have had a, a bigger role considering how much they were in the first, like, yeah. five, ten minutes was the bartender. He, he, I think he had... Uh, he had Tourette syndrome. Yeah. Um, he seemed like he was just, like, one of the guys and would have, like, a lot of fun just at the bar. He had this story of, like, the bar was going to close down and I was like, okay, so this is kind of what it could be. Like, yeah. It all starts from... Yeah. Even after that scene happens, he comes back again, which makes me think, okay, he's definitely going to be in it. Cool, I like this guy. Mm. He's, you know, he's he's saying some funny lines or whatever, so that's great. And he just isn't in there for the whole rest of the film. Yeah. So then that's a valid complaint then, right? Yeah. That <laughs> this is someone that should have stuck around, but he just was written out for whatever reason. I feel like that is our best proof of this being a director's cut that had just got rid of things that were not Perhaps, 100% yeah. necessary. I know the director's cuts are kind of like make it long, like more built rather than cutting things. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I 
miss him. Mm. <laughs> miss him. <laughs> he was but a dir- good boy. Director's cuts can make or break the film because, um, speaking of cult classics, Donnie Darko, uh-huh. people, you know, that's a cult classic. And then they brought out a director's cut, which pretty much, it made the plot so much more obvious, I guess. So that's the one that I should be watching then? Well, when you, the when you I mean like, obvious, is that yeah, a good like, thing or a bad thing? I like the director's cut. Uh, in, if you watch the Do- Donnie Darko without a director's cut, you, I'll guarantee you, you won't understand what happened. Okay. <laughs> All right. But like, when you look it up, you, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's really cool. Like, obviously, I would never understand that that w- that's what happened. But but I it's would really want cool. that so I can enjoy it. If I'm so, confused, you do want to understand? Of course, I want yeah. to understand. Well, but then I know that so, they were like, oh, that's why the movie Inception is such mm. a big thing because it's like, oh, you're gonna have no idea what the hell this is when you watch yeah. it. And you go, here's my Blu-ray DVD 4K. Yeah, I would rather just enjoy knowing what the hell is going on rather than just spending my time taking myself out of the immersion by thinking I don't know what the hell is going on and that was what was happening during this film mm. is part of the reason why I didn't like it mm. well yeah um, and the director cut for Donnie Darko it basically adds in text to explain some things oh. the, uh, Donnie's given like a book and then he reads he reads the book and explains some of the concepts that are happening behind the scenes like okay. just through text that comes up right. that like throughout the film of interviews it's like you'll read it like chapters from the book will come up and give a little explanation of something there's a um there's there used to be an mtv show that used to do that with music videos did it yep. oh, yeah you'd watch a music video it was prevalent during the very early 2000s mm-hmm. you'd have your you'd have your early kanye west on there and then it would have like a little a little bubble that come up and be like kanye west released his 2004 oh, yeah. album the college dropout in August the twelfth. That's probably not right, but yeah. So the second you say that, I'm thinking. I'm thinking back to MTV, the early two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any? You have any other cult classics you've seen? One of my favorite movies ever is a cult classic, yeah. the first Blues Brothers movie. Okay, I've never seen it. Watch it. Yeah, it's it has world records to its name right. because of how ridiculous it is. And the second, if that's the only sizzle that you get, mm. is that they have a world record based on its ridiculousness. Wow. The second you watch it, you'll go, ah, that's the world record. Like, I know what it is straight away. Okay. So, yeah, watch Blues Brothers. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's really good. It's Dan Aykroyd yeah. from Ghostbusters and Jim Belushi. The one thing I've heard about the making of Blues Brothers was... Jim Belushi's the shorter one. Yes. Yep. Is that one day on set just walked across, like walked away from set into someone's house and he's like, he knocked on the door and asked if he could come in. And because he's famous at the time, the person just <laughs> let him in and people were looking for him. And, <laughs> and then um, someone went and knocked on this person's house. They were like, uh, have you seen Jim Belushi? And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's on the couch watching TV. <laughs> oh, my God. So he just escaped set. Rest in peace, Jim Belushi. That sounds like a, an absolute champion game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also Carrie Fisher's in it. Okay. This was during Star Wars, I think, like right. during the original trilogy, I think. Uh, see, I'm saying that now, and I'm and I'm not too sure. Mm. Blues Brothers was 1980. And, yeah, it was like a great... A great role for her to play because it was completely unlike Leia. And you, and at the time, I'd, I saw Blues Brothers before I knew what Star Wars was. Mm. So for me, that didn't matter. But I see now, like, in when people talk about Blues Brothers, the, the Princess Leia bit, I was using air quotations there for people listening, mm. is, like, one of the best bits in the whole film. It's very funny, and you should watch it. Yeah, okay, I definitely will. Can you define what a cult classic is? A cult classic is a movie, television, or any piece of media that has obtained a cult following, in which means that there is a select niche but very vocal and proud group of people. That, yeah, uh, it's it's that either are, one of avid supporters. Mm, it's like one of two th- things. It's either. Um, I feel like I nailed that. Just yeah, then. that was good. That Thank was great. You. That was. And, and, I, def- and I Google define colon <laughs> cult classic. I, I had my eye on you that entire time yeah. as well, so that you knew that I wasn't <laughs> reading it from the screen. I feel like like cult classics fall into one or two categories. A is like the beginning of a director's career. Like maybe um like Clerks is uh, oh, yeah. yep. uh Smith. Oh um, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. That was his first film. And I've seen it. That's Old awesome. mate with the uh the NFL hockey jumper yeah, on all the time. That guy. Silent <laughs> Bob. For anyone who knows how that character yeah, is, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So that that was either it's the beginning of like some famous person's career. Yeah. Watchmen for uh, Zack Snyder. Would you say was that's that a cult? Oh no, I feel like people that no. are like really into that really like it. Yeah, definitely. But it, it's a huge. It was a huge blockbuster film. 
and a lot of well, people go see it. Well, I mean, same with Blues Brothers. It doesn't mean it has to be a low oh, yeah. budget. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or it's a bad film. It's a <laughs> yeah. bad film that was critically planned, but there's some part that's about it that's really enjoyable. Which I guess Boondock Saints falls into that category. Yeah, same with uh, Till Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, that, even, that are average reviews. Yeah, even um, this doesn't have average reviews, but I would consider it a cult. Would Princess Bride be a cult classic? Yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. that was a good film. Yeah, All these movies awesome. you make me say. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's what say I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get films you haven't heard of. Yeah. Which are usually cult films that you know did not didn't have a lot of people seeing them at the time. But have aged well over time. I keep saying this. We need to redefine this show so that I can actually start watching movies I want to see <laughs> rather than just movies I know nothing about. I still am not watching Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It was the first thing I said in episode one yeah. of this show. So I want to watch Reservoir Dogs and you're like, yeah, I'll get to it. No. I'm not, not, not based I'm not going to give it to you. You know too much. Not based off what you've been mentioning the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I have to know nothing about it. I can't even know the name. In fact, I'll tell you what. I can't even remember the name of this movie right now. The Boone Kook. Saints. Is that what it is? Boondock Saints. It's very close. <laughs> uh, if, um, another one is Sharknado. That's, okay, sure. that's a cult classic. And, but but that I, falls into its own genre of those B-grades. Yeah, they're purposely bad. Yeah. But I, I've seen it. I understand why some of the aspects are fun, but overall it was, it is bad. Like, some of it's just boring. Yep. But uh, it, in that movie, a, a person gets eaten by a flying shark... Oh yeah, because it's in the Sharknado, right? <laughs> oh whoa! It's in the. It's oh, in that's the, why they call it that. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the flying Sharknado, and the shark eats someone, and then the shark is falling towards the ground, I think, and he shoots okay. his gun, and it kills the shark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then when it falls out, it happens to be the same shark that ate the girl, and then he pulls, he like dives into the shark's mouth. And, <sighs> Yep. I think. I mean, it's a classic, you know? Yeah. It's a, it was a fun sequence. It's a masterpiece <laughs> of cinema. Um, well, I think I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion yeah. of the, the Boone Kook uh, Saints. We didn't talk much about Boondock Saints. We talked <laughs> more we, so we about everything We said all else. that we needed to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, as Rick- always, I rate these films based off um, there is no numerical value or anything like we do with um, mm. the most recent films that come out. But... Uh, what I do instead is that I rank it from the f- film, the new films that I've seen, new, I say in quotations, I've, I don't know anything about them from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. This is definitely on bottom place. Yep. Um, all the other ones that you've shown me so far have been good. And last time that I, uh, actually last week during Hush, I said to you, just give me a movie that I'll hate. So I actually have, I don't need to like deliberate. <laughs> this is, and that's exactly what's happened here. I don't hate the film. No. I, I like, I like the Goblin. I like the premise. Mm. I liked the the style of it when it when it was interesting mm-hmm. but there were too many pitfalls for me to be able to enjoy it properly mm-hmm. yeah exactly cool if if a proper director remade this it could be awesome ollie let's play a game that rotten tomatoes game where, where you give me some rotten tomato films and i'll tell you what the score is within five percent or less is that that one that's that one exactly right little baby girl and i tell you what we've got a little bit of a theme for this oh, one i love i love a theme um i'm going to do the episode or do the bit and you tell me at the end of it what the theme was. Okay. All right. 2016's The Great Wall. Uh, know about it? Yeah, the Matt Damon one. Um, yep, Matt Damon. Let's go with f- five. <laughs> uh, no, incorrect. I'm sorry. It's actually a little bit better than that. Oh. It's on 35%. Nah, yeah, I didn't know if it was really bad Yeah. or... Just bad. Yeah. <laughs> so when people, when I remember when it started coming out, people were saying it's one of the biggest flops of the year yeah. last year. It's yeah. basically this year's, I don't know, no, King who Arthur. Who was excited for that? Literally I nobody. It, it, made, it looked okay. Like, as in, like, the... Um, the visuals. The visuals. Wait, right. no. No, it actually looked notoriously bad. That's what I'm, <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking of That's what of I'm here. thinking of. Yeah. No, there's, like, a bit in the trailer that, like, looks impossibly bad. Like, okay. So, I don't know. What were the I, I remember just seeing it on Reddit. It was, like... This is a actual poster that the that uh, Paramount <laughs> or Sony, I don't know, released the Great Wall, and in it is this graphic, and it's just the worst thing you've ever seen. So I don't know how it could have got through, but yeah, terrible movie. Apparently. What were the monsters in it? Were they lizard monsters? You could not tell you anything about it, rather than the cover and the score in that trailer. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Two thousand and two's Spider Man. Ah. Uh, yeah. Was Willem Dafoe in all of these? 
Is that the theme? Oh, uh, you're going to have to wait until the end, baby oh. girl. Spider-Man, um, 2002. The first one. Okay. Yep. Uh, 79? 79. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Incorrect. Sad Sad. Uh, 89%. Oh, I, was okay. con- I was surprised to see it as well. Mm. I remember it being great. In fact, I only watched it earlier this year. People love the web flinger. Oh, that movie defined my favorite superhero. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just the freedom it looked. Like, of just him swinging through the city. Yeah, it's cool. Every single person, you can be a, you can be a teenager, a child, or an adult, male or female, anything, mm. and you'll just go, man, I wish I could do that. That looks so fun. Yeah, and Sam Raimi directed it, and he's notorious for uh, where he loves doing practical effects. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah, so when, okay. when Goblin... Goblin face mel- melted, um, <laughs> melted people with his pumpkin bombs. They would all become skeletons, oh, and then their eyes would right. fall out. <laughs> yeah. That because I completely forgot about that when I was rewatching it earlier this year. I just thought about it just then. I was like, oh, Sam Raimi. Oh yeah, he's the guy who does that. <laughs> he always does like re- melting of people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, again another 2016. I haven't heard this, so we can skip it if you don't know what it is. But it's dog eat dog. Ah, uh, I've not heard of this. Okay, it's um, <laughs> it's um, well, <laughs> I suppose I'll say it. Yeah, it's your goblin. It's your favorite yeah, goblin. Yeah, it is. It and is uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay, so oh, I just get it wrong. I Big didn't fat, get. No. I didn't get a buzz. I didn't get a number. The buzz is for Nicholas Cage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nineteen ninety seven's Speed Two Cruise Control, or as I like to call it, <laughs> the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> so, so Why did you have to do Speed Two? I don't know anything about Speed Two. I'll tell you what, it's because because uh, goblins in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's probably bad. Like fifty-five. Not even close. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Uh, what was it? Three percent. Ah, three. Ah, I, I never go so low, and today I did, but it wasn't for that one. It's a shame. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I, I don't know what they could have possibly done with that, because the, the first one I don't know much about. How can you it. not have fun with buses that can't slow down and got bombs on them? Was cruise control about not a bus? I don't know, Wally. Mm. I don't know it. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of a train cruise control. Just looking through the list of this guy's movies, I did, I didn't know that Speed Two existed. Is it maybe the plot is they've turned cruise control on <laughs> and they can't turn it off, so it just will keep driving? Actually, that makes sense. I think that could be what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's a here's a um here's an easy one for you. I've got my I got my clicker <laughs> over the top of. Uh, ignorance is this correct ding dot mp3 yeah <laughs> um the boonduke saints is 20 percent. yeah i already told you that i told you that today <laughs> ah awesome i get a little ding where is it waiting for it i'm waiting for it and sweet there we go yeah you said that before and i was like oh, damn it <laughs> he knows already <laughs> uh and last one this this is a throwback to like episode one or two of the show. Okay, um, American Psycho. Ah, because you gave me the sequel. Yes, <laughs> I did. Stop giving me like sequels no one's heard about. Well, I gotta <laughs> make it difficult for you. Uh, American you know? Psycho, the regular, eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. Ah, sorry, Ollie. Sixty seven percent. This is yet another. Sixty seven. Sixty seven percent. Poor American Psycho. From American Psycho. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to double check that, actually, because now, now you've got me feeling no, like No, no, I, be- I believe it. I All believe right. it. All right, cool. Yeah, it's definitely 67%. Um, yeah, so, sorry, Ollie. Once again, you, you have been uh, in the... M- you've got most of them wrong. Um, yeah. So you lose As I again. normally do. Yeah. We invented this segment because we thought... It would be amazing for me to do well at this every week. How impressive it would have been. But now it's just a matter of me trying my damned hardest <laughs> to to keep the segment afloat. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's still my favorite. It just means we get to talk about every movie you mention, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's a it's a good it's one for me to finally be able to talk about movies I want to see. Yeah. You know? I'll pick Reservoir Dogs next time. We can finally talk about it. <laughs> hey, let's do another another segment. Morley, Morley. World's worst. Dog. Get that fucking dog out of here!
It's time for pet peeves. <laughs> pet peeves time once again. Um, I just said that the fruit is a cute is my favourite segment, but this is etching on it, and I know that it's one of your favourite <laughs> as well. Um, something news happened this week. I have a pet peeve, and I never have them because I uh, there's nothing wrong with films. Uh, <laughs> but this week we were watching Boondock Saints, and one sprung up, and I thought, oh, that's that's in a lot of things, and I don't really like it. And now I don't think my pet peeves are as good as yours. I'll say Thank it you. right now. Thank you. So we, I appreciate that. That's I'll just nice mention mine, and I'll mention my attempt. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, basically, well. th- my pet peeve is when it's when when there is a guy who's sort of in charge or has some authority, or he's maybe he's not. He doesn't have any authority. Maybe he's just a guy, and he's working at a company, and some guy comes in and starts ordering around or giving really good advice or saying really introspective things sure. or being really smart and or like you know calling out the situation and saying hey this is all wrong we need to start thinking about this 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 other guy who's been there the whole time and this newcomer comes in he will be like yeah and who are you <laughs> okay like yeah. really gets up <laughs> in his grill about like oh and who are you to say that <laughs> the answer guy is obviously that they're someone with a lot more authority than you. Yeah. Because <laughs> what he'll do is he'll open up his jacket, show a little badge or something like that. Yeah. He'll get out his FBI card out of his wallet. Yeah. Flick it at him pretty much. Yeah. Here's what I am. And then they have to put their tail beneath their legs. Yeah. So through the, in between their legs and uh, walk out a scene. I feel like this happens a lot in... um. Do you remember the video game L.A. Noir? Yeah. That was in every single... S- Section was I, it? <laughs> I swear, because you because you'd change rank. You go from like, oh, oh right. you're the murder guy, and then or now you're the the traffic operator or whatever, and now you're the arson detective. Exactly. Yeah. So it would always be like, hey, you should do this, and all the people that used to work there would be like, what are you to tell me that? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't know anything. I don't know if you heard, but I got a damn promotion, <laughs> yeah. and you're beneath me. This is a very simple thing to understand. Yeah. Why? Why do you think I would be suddenly talking about this sort of thing and making these? <laughs> These uh, like higher up uh, demands. If I didn't have the authority, yeah, exactly. Don't question it. Don't make yourself look like a big old fool just so you can have the audience be introduced to a new character. <laughs> to this, yeah. Anyway, I like that's that, my Ollie. little. Pet that's a good peeve. one. Thank you. You should do these Th- more often. Thank you, pet peeve master. What is your pet peeve? My pet peeve for this week is um, okay. So your character. Yeah. All right. Your character is sitting at a nice, lovely dining table mm. with a family that they do not often hang out with. And okay. you think, oh, that's quite specific. But eventually you'll realize that this happens in a lot of stuff. <laughs> they're sitting down. They're clearly not, they're out of their comfort zone. And the family starts saying grace. Okay. okay yeah. This person is already munching on a sausage, right? Like <laughs> this character is already like mushing their face up. So, first of all, not saying grace, eating a lot and then messily, and then they stopped to say grace, but they don't really do it. Yeah. You know, they don't know what it is. Yeah. Clearly, they're just sitting there, they're just staring at the food, yeah. and they just want to eat. Yeah. And then the second that the second that the grace is done, they are just grabbing stuff like by hand pretty much yeah. and eating it messily and gross. Yeah. You know, show some... Goddamn respect. <laughs> Although families that say grace should be not so obnoxious as to, well, as to just like do that when like your guest who doesn't know what you, your traditions are just starts yeah, eating. It's a tradition though. I know, you but need like, to do give it. him some warning. Just say, actually, like, okay, just just letting you know, at this house we say grace. Just you know, but just, even just then, a bit that, of warning. That does happen in the film sometimes. Yeah. But you just see them like not being a part oh, yeah. of it. They're just staring at the food. And it'll be like this gratuitous shot of this amazing looking like roast. And then the character's just staring at her eyes wide open, completely ready that the second they say amen, she's <laughs> reaching over and grabbing it. Yeah. Um, I, I got this when watching Logan, I think, which is a oh, amazing yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And yet it still fell into this trope. <laughs> I saw that and thought, here we go. That's exactly. And I see it a lot. It's It's in like cartoons and stuff, especially when it's like. Especially if it's a cartoon, because then they are literally grabbing everything by hand and doing it like really quickly. Yeah, I feel like it's the thing in The Simpsons that you'd see a lot. Yeah, that's another. It just 
it's not an annoying dialogue thing mm. as it normally is, <laughs> but it's just something that I see again, as yeah. I say this every week, too often now that I'm realizing it when it happens. Yeah. Have you ever been to someone's house and they had said grace? I I think I think I have. Yeah. I think I have. Yeah, once. Yeah. Did you start grabbing food afterwards? Of course I didn't. I'm a respectful and nice young boy. I'm told every day. <laughs> every time I'm hanging out at a friend's house, their parents are always telling my parents how lovely I am. <laughs> oh, that that boy Scott, he you know, he's got a bright future, that lad. He's he, what a nice man. Thank, oh, thank, thank you so much, Ollie. It's literally just a compliment and not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, I think on that note, thank you very much. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to be riding that high for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, that brings us to the end of another episode of Ignorance Is This. I've been Scott Martin. Hey, I've, I've, been, I've been Oliver Deer. If you want to get in contact with us, you can. You can go on to ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Get in contact by writing an email. Let us know if you've got any pet peeves or anything that you'd like us to read out on the show. Uh, and also, uh, you can like our Facebook page, figure out exactly what's going on then when the uploads are all going to be happening. That's www.facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. Yep. Um, we're doing well on there, Ollie. We're getting a couple of likes. Oh, have we cracked the hundo? No, we haven't. But I tell you what, <laughs> I'm going to invite one more person. Mm-hmm. Like, because you, you can just invite your friends yeah, list. Yeah. I'm going to invite one more because, baby, I tell you what, at the time of recording, we're on 68 uh, likers. So I'm just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to invite one more person and then cap it. No one else is allowed no, to join. Yeah. That's the perfect amount of likes. The second no I get likes. 69 likes, I, I'm done. Like, I've achieved what can I we, have. Can we post a special post? Just thanking everyone? Oh, yeah, for, for the 69, 69 likes? Yeah, yeah, sure. In fact, I will tag the person that decides to, uh, <laughs> to be the 69th liker. You, the, you are the official 69, <laughs> sir. <laughs> the, <laughs> the official 69 of the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Please get in contact if you can. Yep. Um, next, next week, uh, Yes. what are we, we're what are we going to do? We're basically waiting for Spider-Man to come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably watch another... Uh, non-new movie I'll give you another wonder thing the, to watch next week wonder if the goblin's gonna be in it Ooh, oh my god yeah, yeah so it'll, it'll probably be another thing that I can just watch on Netflix or whatever yep. I'm actually gonna be um, moving home for the next like month or so so the next like four or five episodes if they sound a little bit weird it's because I'm recording on a zoom and I have to send the entire audio file to Ollie to edit it yeah. together so sorry about that in advance if that's an issue yeah anything else you wanna say Ollie before we head out uh Yes, yes, there's one. There's one thing I want to say. I don't have haiku, (laughs) did not prepare, and this might fail. Badly, really. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Goodbye.